When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. My name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donsko. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Torepko. And you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It is a bit of a, well, sudden podcast that is coming out with the announcement Novak Djokovic has dropped out of the Cincinnati Masters and he will be forfeiting 1,000 points because he is the reigning champion, JG. And there's something interesting with the ATP rankings you're going to tell us about too. Yeah. Well, we'll save that for now, but let's focus on Novak Djokovic. He's withdrawn. I didn't actually see it coming. I thought he would have played this one, but I can understand his reasoning. Um, I know you've got a statement there, so I might as well start straight with that. And this is what he's put out on Twitter not too long ago, just under, I think it was about half an hour ago now. He said, Dear Nole fam, uh, or Nole fam, I wanted to share with you that I'm taking a bit longer to recover after quite a, a physically taxing journey from Australian Open up to Tokyo. And that's something we've spoke about many times yeah. on the podcast. The guy's not stopped. He's been a bit of an animal playing every tournament and going far in all the tournaments. And to be fair, we've praised him for the way he's kept his body in yeah. such good shape. But it definitely he has taken a toll because Tokyo, he was a bit of a shadow of himself. I know we was a bit disappointed he didn't play uh, the doubles. Stojanovic yeah. was certainly very disappointed with that. And I can understand yeah. why. But he was just completely flat out finished and he was a bit demoralised after losing to Zverev as well. He then goes on to say, sadly, this means I won't be ready to compete in Cincinnati this year. So I'll be turning my focus to the US Open and spending more time with my family. Can't wait to see you in New York soon. So he has clarified he will be playing the US Open. That's where his focus is at. You can understand why. Obviously, going for 21 uh, and the and the, the Grand Slam, as it's called, the four slams in one year. And 
really, I would say it's probably the best thing to him for him to do. I can't criticize him for it because I think it is yeah. the the sensible choice. Do you agree with that? Or I, I, yeah, I do. I'm I'm disappointed. Obviously, I know that Djokovic. He's obviously the defending champion. I was hoping we'd get to see him defend his crown. It was looking like a pretty stacked field there as well. I was hoping maybe for a rematch of a Zverev Djokovic again. I was hoping we'd get to see. A bit of that, maybe a bit of revenge for Djokovic, but maybe he'll be saving it for the US Open instead by the looks of it. Yep. And obviously his main focus this year is he wants to make sure he seals the calendar year Grand Slam. Now he didn't manage to get the Golden Slam. Calendar year Grand Slam had to be the highest thing on his list really at the start of the year. And there's no better opportunity because he's only just won his second French Open. You don't know if he's definitely going to be nailed on for another one of them anytime soon yeah that's the big one isn't it if he takes the french open um yep. then he's in for a real sort of winning all four because that's yep. the, that's the one that's kind of alluded in many times in in the past and he's, he's going to be a big favorite for doing it in the us open i'm hoping federer plays it and i'm hoping uh, uh rafa plays it you'd expect rafa to uh yeah. federer we're still not sure if i'm honest he's pulled out of the, these events coming up as well um but for djokovic We've got some people in the live chat sharing their opinions. Obviously, he's going to be dropping a 1,000 points. Is it a big deal or not? Can Medvedev catch him for number yeah. one? I think someone put the the breakdown. I don't know if you've got it. He, he can If he wins both the tournaments, he can overtake him. So he'd have to win in uh, Toronto and he'd have to win Cincinnati. So okay. if he wins both of those tournaments... He has a chance, for sure. We know what Medvedev's like if he gets on a run, yeah. but there's going to be a lot of players there in his way. And if he does win both of them, does he have a good chance at the US Open? That's sort of the question you really got to ask yourself. What's more important to Daniel Medvedev? Is it world number one, or is it trying to finally get that first Grand Slam title? And arguably his closest one was the US Open, yeah. too. I would probably say the Grand Slam is bigger for Medvedev than the world number one status. Um, I think probably more likely as well, because I think it's going to be difficult for him to be as consistent in these upcoming tournaments and go mm. really far. Ultimately, like you said, winning them, uh, it's not going to be easy. Uh, Jugoslav there, 1,000 points, not a big deal. Better for him to recover. Yeah. You've got Jordan, our patron, shout out to him, saying no warm-up for the US Open. Could it backfire on him? Hmm. Uh... It, it could, but you've got to listen to your body. It's the year of listening to your body. Remember, we've had Roger doing it. We had Rafa then doing it. Now it's Djokovic's turn to listen to his body. I think that he's played so much tennis. It makes sense because I'm not going to make excuses for him in the Olympics because probably did just, just overdo it. We don't know because it was horrendous conditions there, so humid. He chose to play the doubles too, probably regrets doing that now. And uh, yeah, he probably tired out. He had a few niggling injuries, he was saying. Probably just wants to clear all of those up, just ready for a fresh uh, uh, US Open. He wants to come back uh, on there with no little excuses in the bag, I'm sure. He just wants to have a clean sweep all the way through to at least the quarters semi-finals in the US Open before he starts getting properly tested, I would have thought. Yeah, and Dias sort of sums it up nicely. I think the first few rounds will help him ease into the US yeah. Open 100%. I don't think he really needs a starter event before because ultimately being world number one, you'd expect the draw to be relatively favourable, say, first few rounds. It has been in the last Grand Slams he's played and he can usually get first the one, two or three rounds quite comfortably playing people 
who he can beat without him being at his best. Um, and even if he goes down two sets, he's still going to probably find a way to win because he's that special. Um, and he's just so seasoned, really, on the on the big stage at the Grand Slam level, over five set, over best of best of five, uh, the best of five scenario. So yeah. based off that, I think he's going to be okay. He doesn't really need a warm up event. And and it yeah certainly is the best decision for Djokovic. It did come as a bit of a shock because I thought he would have just played it, uh, especially the fact to defend the points. He doesn't. He's going to want to keep that number one status assured. And even if I, I was expecting him just to play the event, I really was. Yeah, I I think I know we've spoken about it a little bit uh, the, earlier this year. How these players. They've already sort of achieved so many things, and especially with Djokovic now, he's sort of ticking things off. Now, what he has to evaluate what's more important all the time now to him because he has the weeks at number one. Tick. He's probably thinking, I want the most year-end finishes at number one, but he doesn't never had the calendar year slam. He has yeah. a Cincinnati Masters. That's already ticked. Doesn't need another. Yeah, I, think, I most... think you summed it up. I think the year end um, number one thing has kind of come secondary to him. Like yeah. the most important thing is going to be the US Open, and he's putting all his eggs in that basket. Yeah, um, it seems to be like uh, Roger Federer is doing the same thing. That's my opinion. I know you thought he might not play the US Open, but I'm thinking he's he's withdrawing from these ones because he's going to just put everything into that one. Yeah, I mean it's possible. I'm yeah, hoping I, well, he does. I, that's what I'm hopeful of it anyway. I hope he does. I hope that the knee does uh well get enough rest and he's able to make, find his way back onto the court. Obviously, he just had his 40th birthday, so happy birthday, Rog. Uh amazing that it's going to be if he does get to play, he'll be playing the Grand Slam at 40 years old, which is for somebody we didn't think we'd ever see the day when Federer yeah. turned 40, but Djokovic, he's got a long way to go to 40. And if he continues at this sort of rate, we know that he has the end of year world number ones is one of the things he wants to get the most of. He wants to get, obviously, the ATP finals as well. That's another one he needs to win. I believe it is another one or two, I think, to get the the full record on that one. I think once he's got those ones, uh, if he gets the calendar year Grand Slam, if in three years' time he wins a gold medal at the Olympics, I think he'll pack up and say i've done a good job here that's yeah. it everything done tick <laughs> so yeah agreed mate and just the final part of this message you saying he wants to spend more time with his family that's been a big point which a lot of Djokovic fans are sticking to on twitter i've seen them very happy about that because they yeah. think that's a very wise choice and something which is going to benefit him massively it's going to give him a big energy boost uh, and a little bit more determination not that he needs it but just some a little bit of an extra push, spending some time with your family, having some downtime to sort of refuel the batteries and get ready to go all out of the US Open. That seems to be the stance from all Djokovic fans anyway. Yeah, but I, I think like we'll it. move on from the whole Djokovic stuff because there's other bits to discuss in this podcast. And yep. the big one is the scheduling. Uh, there's been mm. some changes to the schedule, right? Yes, indeed. You were saying that there's been some tournaments removed. I haven't even seen this. You uh, alluded me to it. So uh, should we bring up, uh, I'll I'll share, there's been some tweets going out. I think Ben Rothenberg's been posting a few bits and pieces. We had Jose Morgado. Is the Indian Wells one? Should I bring this one up first? Yeah, bring it up. Here we go. I just resize it so it looks a little bit neater for you there. Yeah, so this is the the new news, really. Um, And that is going to be... Indian Wells announces it's going to be a full two-week, 96-player men's event in October. 
likely indicating that the previous week's Shanghai Masters won't be happening. And I think that is 100% been announced now as well. So they've come out, the Shanghai Masters, uh, and said that the tournament is not going to be taking place. I think all of the events in China have have been cancelled and scrapped. It's been replaced from a two-week Masters event, which I find a bit weird. Um, So basically, it's going to be like a Grand Slam, but it's not a Grand Slam. I still I quite like it. I, I like the fact they're trying it's gonna to be special, yeah. They're trying to find ways to make things a little bit more exciting when tournaments are dropping out, and I hope they do more of it. Really, yeah. This is what we should have been having all along: people trying to find solutions rather than everybody just sort of I don't know accepting that there has to be no tennis. And well done for them to decide this because I think. That draw preview is going to be a bit of an epic one. Uh, 96 yeah. uh, player men's event in October. Yeah. Sounds epic. They're sort of making up for the fact that it was cancelled last year. They're going to just do two tournaments in one, it seems. Why not? Um, <laughs> I don't know if you want to go down. I think there's a few more. Sure, no worries. So then he's just saying, uh, I think he's just confirming that Shanghai Masters is cancelled um, and then some other ones in China as well. But there's also going to be, if you just go up a sec, there's going to be a new ATP 250 added for the week before Indian Wells uh, in San Diego. I believe that's a new nice. tournament altogether. So that's going to be something interesting. And if we go down, let's see the last one. Um, Keep going. Not sure what this is. The 22 Winter Winter Olympics in Beijing are planned coronavirus restrictions that make Tokyo look positively breezy by comparison. Oh, okay. interesting. That's nothing really to do with it, but uh, fair yeah. enough. So I think, okay. yes, there's some interesting stuff there. Um, Jose Margado sort of illustrates it quite well as well, just sort of expanding on on what uh, Ben Rothenberg was saying. So what we're going to have is St. Petersburg. It's going to be a 500 again uh, in Basel's spot, same week as Vienna. Uh, I believe yeah. Andre Rublev won both of them last year. So he's yes. going to have to choose where he's going to defend points. <laughs> he's going to be dropping yeah. points. I'm not sure which one he's going to choose. I'm assuming St. Petersburg. Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah, surely. I mean, even though that Vienna one was a pretty special one, uh, I I really enjoyed that one. That was when he got his first song. So yeah. uh, <laughs> a bit of a special one, that one in the Vienna. St. Petersburg did great, though. This year, he's not really been winning as, as much. Though, no, he? so it's not just... been the same. But he's, he, I think he's got a good chance in St. Petersburg. He was so good last year. Um, mm. He was to say he can't do it again. And obviously, just illustrating the new event in San Diego, that'd be quite yep. cool. Um, I'd love to go there, but I don't think it's possible. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, and then you've got family Stock- over there. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Family living in San Diego. So you never know, mate. They might put us up if we uh, want to go over there for the San Diego Open. Who knows? Awesome. And then we've got Stockholm <laughs> between Paris uh, and Torino. And then Milan is back. And then Ooh, it just sort of great. illustrated there on the weeks. If you go down, it's a good image sort of of all the different weeks and what's going on after the US Open. So we've got Labour Cup week 38. Um, you've got a few others of the Indian Wells is for two weeks, 40 and 41. Yep. They've got Moscow, Vienna, got Antwerp up there, uh, Milan, which is obviously going to be the next gen ATP finals. Um, great that it's wow. back. It's one of my great. favorite events. Yeah. I'm not sure about the format. They'll probably do the what's it, the best of first to four or something. Yeah, normal. I don't is. particularly like that, but I love the I love the courts, the fact that they've got no tram lines. I think it looks quite cool. Um, and then Turin, obviously, the final will be the Nitto ATP finals. First time in Italy. It's all in Italy at the end yeah. of the year, by the looks of it. Milan and then to Turin. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Everything's Italy this year, it seems. What's yep. going on? 
the year of the Italians. <laughs> Who, what, Yannick Sinner wins it as well in Italy? Just to, uh, <laughs> He's got to know. get there first. True, true, true. He's up to 15th now. But that next-gen finals will be amazing for us because there's going to be some really good players who we love in that yes. one. Um, and then Indian Wells, uh, it's going to be a Masters, but it feels like a bit of a Grand Slam feel. It's going to be like a fifth slam. It's going to be so Indian much to slam. cover. Hopefully, we get to um, do a lot of watch-alongs for it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, it is like a mini Grand Slam there, just slap bang in the middle of October. That's exciting. Uh, on to the next one, we got Diego Barbiani. Just, just quickly before that, um, Edgar's um, yeah. just asking, I'm All curious, right. how many events Novak plays after the US? Uh, hopefully the Indian Wells and Paris. What do you think out of them? Yeah, I mean... He'll play the ATP finals, that's for sure. Yeah, um, I, You'd expect him to be in Paris. Paris. And Paris probably, yeah, Indian, Indian Wells. I think that's going to yeah. be the, the structure. It's all dependent on US Open. He might, if he wins it, just go on holiday mode. He did it oh. He did it at the back end of last yeah. year after he got the world number one. He lost yeah. to Sanago. Was that in Vienna? Yeah, Vienna. Yeah. Yeah, you so, got it right. So more, well, if he isn't world number one, he'll just play until he gets world number one again, I'm sure. And then... He will be in the same position again. He'll probably do the Masters only and just the ATP finals. And if he has to throw in Vienna again, he might do that again, I reckon. You've got uh, Gregor saying he's going to skip Indian Wells. Well, we'll have to see. Hmm. Well, I don't know. It's, if it's such a big spectacle, I think he likes to be involved with the big spectacle uh, tournaments. So it's a bit of a special one, that one. I think he'll want to be in it. Yep. Anyway, move on to Diego Barbiani. What's Diego been saying? Oh, so it's big news. It's yeah. official. Barbara, Barbara, she makes the top 10. And it, it's about time. <laughs> Do you not think that like, she's a top 10 player and the rest? Yes. Quality tennis player. Love um, that. Very difficult to beat. And you can see there, she's in some good company. You mm. click on the image, we can see some of the names. Yeah. Well, just this bit here. Yeah. Click on the image. Oh, yeah. It's going to go a bit. And strange. there we go. Mugarusa, ninth. Krajikova just sneaks in there. 10th. Belinda oh, Bencic, 11th. Kvitova, 12th. And then Halep outside the wow. top 10. Um, what does it say? I forget how long it's for. Where, where does it say that on the side? Sorry, apologies. Simona Halep ends a truly remarkable streak of 373 weeks in a row wow. inside the top 10. And now <laughs> she's out. That's so mad. That's and so Krajikova long. And Krajikova has taken it from her. 373 weeks. That is how many years is that? I can't even work it out. That's so met. Divide by 52. I'll tell you now. <laughs> Come on. Tell me. Put me out of my misery. What seven, do you think? Have a guess. Seven, seven years and a bit. 7.15342 calendar years. There you go. Not too bad. Quick maths. <laughs> just, over, just over seven years she's been there. I thought it was actually going to be longer. That's still it's pretty still long. pretty impressive, yeah. Yeah, I mean, what an amazing player! I'm so happy for Krajikova, though. The fact that she's now top ten, well she's done. Good company, some good names there. Yeah, um, definitely. She deserves to be there as well. It's not like she's just won a few events and got lucky. She's been winning everything and playing so well, um, doubles wise. Wise, she's number one. number one, I'm sure. Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to be catching her for a few years. Uh, and die there, same remarkable consistency. Yeah. For sure, one of the standout consistent players on the women's tour. I think Barty as well. There's yep. a few consistent ones, but there's not many. Uh, and that's why it makes it very open. But Krajikova certainly is very, very uh, consistent. It's going to be interesting to see how she does now on this hard court swing. 
obviously she did great um, on the on the clay courts and wasn't too bad on the grass but yeah hard court i think that she may come a cropper to people with more power but i think yep. the, she's got confidence now this is the thing now we're going to get to see now she's grand slam champion will she transfer that onto the hard courts i think it's quite exciting she might suddenly become a super consistent hard court player now as well we've seen other yep. players do it and they they suddenly like even like Sabalenka, she was doing great on the hard and was rubbish on the clay. Then suddenly she started playing great on the clay. It was in the finals against Barty, stuff like that. So I think these players, once they're playing well and getting form, uh, I think she could be one to watch. Who knows? Yeah, and I just want to throw it out there as well. Good mm. point from Michael Rafa, top 10 since 2005. <laughs> so mad. So you've got Halep doing that on the women's and Rafa top 10 since 05, I, which is I, just amazing. I think it's just another... That's just another world over on, on that on that side. I'm more shocked in the women's because it changes so often. That's why. And the women's side is arguably so hard to predict. And those that people just are coming and going. Obviously, Serena, she she was there for so long. And um, I'm not sure where she is now. Has she dropped outside? I would have probably thought yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, so, she has. But yeah. Well, I'm, she doesn't play many events either, so it's gonna be difficult no. for her to regain many points. Maybe she's got another slam left in her, but we'll have to see. I think we're going to wrap that up very soon, though. Um, just the last few things I do want to say hmm. is shout out to all of the people who tipped during the Olympics. Uh, for people just joining on this podcast, I haven't seen our re uh, previous ones. We have concluded that. It ended Sunday night. It was pretty epic. It's a flurry of tips right at the death. There's some big names in there. King Leon, I can announce, won the gold. We had a silver medalist. Uh, Dragon 7 and Jordan 94 won the bronze. I don't know if you're going to play the ceremony one last time for people. You worked Why hard not? on it. Why not, Matt? Yeah, all of that hard graph up until 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, whatever night of the week it was. I can't remember. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The Vance, they're saying the king came in clutch. He certainly did. And there yeah. it is, our GTL Olympic ceremony 2020. I'll give it a breath. The GTL Olympics medal ceremony. Bronze medal position, Jordan, 94. In silver medal position, Dragon, 7. And in gold medal position, none other than the King Leon. <laughs> it still cracks me up i don't know why uh, it just makes me laugh mate just seeing michael jordan getting lit up by the dragon at the end <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh, we'll wrap up there thanks to everyone who joined us for this one if you haven't already hit the like button on the video subscribe if you're new Djokovic has pulled out for Cincinnati. We both agree it's the best decision, really. And let's roll on the US Open because so far, fingers crossed, the big three are all going to be there and it's set to be a brilliant event. Indeed.
See Take you guys soon. Guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.